We are right in the middle of holiday season. And one thing it tends to mean, other than gifts and sharing time with family and friends, is that oh-so-dreaded weight gain. Yep, it tends to happen for many Americans. Now, whether you are traveling somewhere for this holiday season or you're enjoying gatherings with your family and friends, or ready to kick off the new year with some weight loss or health and fitness goals, well, today we're diving into all of the tips that you should keep in mind with Carla Duenas, who's the registered dietitian with Community Health at Baptist Health. She's telling you what pitfalls to watch out for and how to set yourself up for success. Our physical, mental, and emotional health is not just a want, it is a need for happy lives, and prosperous businesses. Lift You Up is the podcast where we share inspiring health stories from business owners who are fulfilling their purpose to live their healthiest lives and helping you do the same. From former TV reporter to marketing entrepreneur and content creator, I care about sharing stories that matter and stories that connect us. I'm your host, Tamika Bickham, your health and wellness matchmaker. Today, I'm so excited to welcome to the show, Carla Duenas. She is a registered dietitian with Community Health at Baptist Health South Florida. I'm excited to have this conversation with you because you you really have a wealth of knowledge around nutrition, um, health and wellness. And this episode is very timely. We're in the thick of the holiday season. And I really wanted to dive into you know, talking about food choices that people are making around the holidays um, and how we can make better choices. But before we do that, because I know you're going to help us out and walk us through all of that, I want to learn a little bit more about you and your story and how you came into the nutrition world. Oof, (laughs) how long do we have? No, I, I really, I love what I do. I love being a dietitian. I am not the food police. I always start by saying that I love food. I love eating. I really enjoy that. And so my job, the way that I see my job, at least, is just showing people ways to enjoy the food that they're eating in a healthy way. Sometimes it swaps. Sometimes it's just reductions. Sometimes it's increases, actually, believe it or not, depending on the, the, the goal that the person has. But so on a personal level, how I arrived at this profession was I always loved science. I always loved the human body. And I was on a pre-med track in college. I knew that I wanted to be a doctor, but some health reasons took me, I guess, sideways, but into my track. I was struggling with migraines and um, ended up finding out that I was gluten intolerant and also lactose intolerant. So, and, and I'm really summarizing here because this went on for three months trying to find a solution and it was a migraine every single day. Every and day. Every single day. Those of you who have migraines, you know how debilitating they can debilitating. be. Debilitating. Right? Yeah. It affected my life in, in, in a big way. And so when I started to remove those two foods out of my diet, it wasn't immediate. It was about it took about two weeks. But all of a sudden, it was like this shadow had been lifted. And I could think clearly. I, I was shocked to feel what a, not having a migraine was like. And, and I think sometimes in life, it happens where a lot of things happen at the same time to give you your purpose or show you where you're supposed to go. Because during this time, I was also taking, as part of the pre-med track, a nutrition course with an amazing professor that I'll never forget. Her name's Dr. Magnus from FIU. 
And so that's when I made the decision. I was like, maybe I still want to do medicine, but I know that nutrition is the root cause of health. And even now as a dietitian, I didn't pursue the medicine track. I really love just the nutrition, but I've seen so many patients where they're in medicine and they still have to take the medicines, but the nutrition choices allow them to remove some of the medications or lower their dosage. So I'm, you know, I'm big on that, just showing the complementary side of it. But yeah. yeah, that's how I started in nutrition and I found my way to Baptist and it's been an amazing almost 10 years. That's amazing. And so I have a couple questions about the the migraines in this period that this was happening, because it sounds like were the migraines happening for three months or that it took three months to figure out um, what the issue was? I've always had migraines since I was like 14, 15, right? Okay. I always attributed to hormonal changes and that's something that I can also share with those of you who are struggling with migraines, it's not always just one cause. Sometimes it's a lot of triggers. So there are multiple triggers from wine to cheese, lack of sleep, whatnot. So, but they were more sporadic back then. And when I was in college, it just this one day, a migraine started and it never went away for three months. So it did take three months to figure out what was going on. So seeing different physicians, um, different types of tests, MRIs, and everything you can think of under the sun. Fortunately, everything was normal until uh, one of the doctors just recommended just as a, hey, why not? Just what, you know, you have nothing to lose. We can't figure anything else out. So just try it out. And it ended up, you know, lifting that migraine off. I still get migraines. So don't, don't think that it's just cure and yeah. done because um, you know, with gluten, with any type of intolerance, there's a certain threshold that everybody has, even lactose. Mm -hmm. Some people can tolerate yogurt, but not milk, right? Or they can eat cheese, but not milk. And so with gluten, that's the case with me. I just have to be careful and lack of sleep. I have babies. So, you know, if you're a mom, you know, uh, <laughs> all those things play a role until still struggling with migraines, but at least I know what triggers them so I can more or less control those. So it seems like it was in a way, the perfect storm of your own personal experiences, having a positive experience with your instructor at FIU that you just decided this was the new direction you wanted to go in. Absolutely. And ever since then I was a runner and just got into sports. So that led into the sports nutrition. Um, I think that, you know, I've learned a lot on the way, definitely. It, it's been a great career so far. Awesome. So let's talk about this time of year, the holidays. We were just talking offline um, because I, f I, I was mentioning, hey, between November and December, people are probably taking in a, a, a lot more calories than they typically are. They're at gatherings that are centered around food. But you mentioned it, it really starts the holiday eating season with Halloween. We bought the candy for Halloween. We gave the candy away, but we also probably kept some in our houses. And so, and we keep those for about a week. Maybe if you're, if you can, you have really self, you know, good self-control, it lasts, it can last for a couple of weeks. So we're eating that, those extra calories on a daily basis since Halloween. Certainly people want to get together. There's Thanksgiving, there's the holidays, you're seeing friends and family, especially after the last couple of years, people are more comfortable with gathering together um, and gathering around food. So what are the major, I guess, pitfalls maybe that you see um, that people can look out for to avoid that holiday weight gain? 
There's a lot. There's a <laughs> lot. Uh, thinking even not so much related to food, but even thinking outside of that food, just exercise. People, this is the time where we kind of go off track with our routines, right? So if we're used to maybe walking or exercising in the morning, we get stressed, overwhelmed, complicated with all the things that we have to do, and we forget about our, our exercise. And having that exercise in place saves to at least kind of like lower the impact that the extra calories will do also make you feel that you're you have something under control at least but my favorite thing when it comes to planning and thinking about the foods for the holidays is is planning for the for that dinner right i, I remember growing up with my mom at any type of dinner plans that she had she would she would skip lunch she'd be like oh i'm eating i have a dinner tonight so i'm not gonna have lunch and, and, and I know that that still is one of the strategies that a lot of people use. And I can't tell you how much harder that makes it because then you arrive at that party and you had all your calories just with the appetizers because you were so hungry and you were so starving. Mm. So just keep your regular meals. Make sure that you're eating a well-balanced breakfast, high in protein, ideally some carbs in there. Lunch, don't skip the vegetables. Also the protein. It, protein helps a lot to keep us to keep our mood sort of stable. Also not skip, not limiting the carbohydrates. Sometimes we skip completely the carbohydrate and then we're feeling tired or with a headache. And sometimes it backfires because then we're looking for sugar and coffee and things to kind of wake us mm -hmm. up again. So when you walk up to that, to the party, let's say to whether it's lunch or dinner, uh, just before serving your plate, once the food is ready to to be served and everybody's eating usually if it's a buffet type of style or, or meal people kind of get the first in line and they go around and that's when they decide what they're going to eat or not and so what happens there is we end up over serving ourselves because everything looks nice we want to try a little bit of everything and then it becomes a huge plate what works out better is having like this strategy so you walk in and instead of grabbing the plate and going you know and going food by food just walk around the table, just go from beginning to end without serving your food, just to see what you have, right? So take inventory, that's what I call it. Take inventory <laughs> of the foods and then try to put the foods under three categories. Are you ready? I'm ready. The first one is what foods from the options that you have, you will skip. You can skip because either you don't like them or because they're common foods, right? Holiday is a time where we eat these special unique foods so why are you going to eat the rice why eat the bread right why not really prioritize the carbohydrates see not eliminate prioritize mm -hmm. your carbs and then in the middle are these foods that we're not too sure about maybe they're new and you just want to sample or you like them but not to have that much you just want a bite of it right so i'll give you an example in my case i really like fried plantains right i think that's a common food in here in South Florida. Um, but when it comes to those holiday foods, I'm thinking that my mother-in-law makes a delicious corn casserole, very high in calories, but it's only during Thanksgiving. So <laughs> instead of having a big plate of fried plantains that I can have any other time of the year, I'm going to prioritize the corn casserole. Right. And some of you, you know, I don't know what, what are the special foods that you're in your family, you guys eat? Oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, I for me, honestly, I would say it's gonna be the desserts. So my mom makes an amazing apple pie from scratch. That's great. I mean, we haven't even gotten to the dessert, right? So I know. That's what I was saying. <laughs> but it's a good point that you bring because it depends on how much you're willing to sacrifice. Because I would say during this time of the year, maybe just still have it, like eat your balanced plate. 
um, you know, you choose a carb, you choose a protein and you choose vegetables. And that's part of the inventory, just trying to figure out what's what. So within that plate, you build it basically 25% carbs, 25% protein and half, ideally half, you can do vegetables, whether it's salad or cooked or roasted vegetables. Um, and so that brings me to dessert that you mentioned, the pies that you love, where do they fit? <laughs> During this time of the year, I would say they don't fit, but still, so it's an addition. We know it's just extra calories and that's it. But if you really are working towards a certain goal or really trying to minimize how much weight you end up gaining throughout this holiday, I would say then, you know, desserts are carbohydrates. They're mostly carbohydrates because of, either, you know, it's usually flour or cornstarch and a lot of sugar. So within that 25% of the plate that I, that I said in the beginning, you know, keep those focused to the, so the carbs should be 25% of your plate. I would cut it even more, right? So maybe half of that to make a little space there for the pie. Okay, that makes sense. So I like that you brought this up. We we have to have a strategy going into these special meals with family. That's the whole thing, right? You know the quote, if you what is it? If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Exactly. Right. And and you you mentioned also about willpower. Having a plan gives you that boost in, in, in willpower because there's no there are no questions or doubts. It's you know what you're doing. Uh, same thing with alcohol, by the way. A lot of us. I, just, I was just going to ask how that fits in because usually we're consuming a little more alcohol calories throughout the holidays, too. Just have a limit, whatever. And that's different for all of us, right? If, if I have three glasses of wine, I'm dancing on a table. So <laughs> I, you know, put yourself a limit that's, you know, either half of what you normally consume so that you're still enjoying, but that you're not going overboard especially because when you drink alcohol, those calories are going straight to your liver. It, they are really hard to burn off. They're not like the calories from um, carbs and protein in general. Alcohol calories are a little bit harder to burn and easier to accumulate. Hmm. What about for the people who say, hey, this time of year between Halloween and New Year's Day is it's one time a year. It's my time I I you know, kick back, I relax, I enjoy time getting together with family and friends, and I let myself not be so stringent with certain routines. Is there a harm to that? Not at all. It just depends because obviously if the more flexible you are or like the more you let yourself go in a way, then the harder it is in January for you to lose the weight. So you're going to be struggling more than you know, if you gain two pounds, it's different than if you gain 10, right? You have to work either more or for a longer time. You're going to, it's going to be, it's going to be a longer time until you get back to that weight. And you might not even feel like getting back to that weight before. And that's what we see happens. Most people gain a pound to two every year. And that's a pound a year that they don't lose, right? So to your point, if mm -hmm. I gain five pounds and I lost three, well, I still gain two. So that those extra two pounds year after year after five years becomes 10 pounds and 10 years can become 20 pounds, right? So it does have an impact long term. That's all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I feel like I've heard that number that like the average American during the holidays gains 10 to 15 pounds. Is that way off or from your experience? I think I think I mean, from experience, Personal experience, it's way off. I think it's closer yeah. to five. Yeah, okay. it might be closer to five or even lower um, because we're still active. I mean, and, and I think I encourage people to think of the holiday, not the holiday season, mm. right? So it shouldn't be like the whole month we're just out and 
<laughs> and losing our routine, it's okay when we have we have more social gatherings, right? So maybe, you know, more celebrations with friends that were we used to have before October, before November, October, but don't completely let go of your routine. So if you're used to exercising, don't let that, you know, don't let that go. Try to stick to some kind of habit that you still have, right? So not all is lost, basically. Now, what are some of the, if there are um, negative impacts of potentially saying, hey, the two weeks or the, the whole month of December, I kind of let my routine go. But let's say, hey, I'm someone who January 1, I've committed to a new plan, like I'm getting back, I have my weight loss goal or I have my health and wellness routine, I'm gonna start on January 1. Because I'm sure we all know those people or have been those people ourselves who like kind of let it go at the end of the year right here in this period that we're getting in and then say, I leave that for, you know, the start of a new month, the start of a new year. Is that kind of like extreme, uh, possibly a negative impact? No, no, I mean, two weeks is really a short time. Let's yeah. face it. Like even for weight gain, you're not going to gain 10 pounds in two weeks. You yeah. have to be like really pushing yourself to eat a lot. <laughs> you have to try that. Um, <laughs> exactly. You have to be drastic. The only thing I would say is for people that have diabetes, for example, or high blood pressure already or at a high risk of it. Right. So two weeks would definitely put an impact. Like it can increase their blood pressure. It can increase their, you know, their blood sugar running high for two weeks. It, it, it can be actually very dangerous. So it, mm. I guess it depends for everybody, but for the, for the person that doesn't have any of these conditions, five pound weight gain is not gonna impact drastically. I would just really hope to motivate and encourage whoever's gaining you know, those five pounds during that time, just to make sure that you lose it. Trying to have some type of self-control within, you know, there, are, there is a healthy limit, healthy norm. Like I said, five pounds is not going to impact your health significantly if you don't have any of those health conditions or risks, but you know, it's just, it does make it harder long-term and year after year. One of the best ways to help with digestion, especially if you had a heavy meal is to go for a walk. So maybe you come back from, from New Year's day, New Year's Eve, dinner, lunch or whatnot, and just go for a walk around the block or stop by the gym just for a 10, 15 minute walk, 20 minute walk in the treadmill. It helps to lower your blood glucose. It helps to, to, to get that food to be digested as well. I'm not talking about intense running that won't help your digestion. I'm talking slow, just walking, just movement mm -hmm. will help your digestion so that you're feeling less full, less stuffed and better much sooner. And it sounds like a good piece of it is really just mindset too. How you mentioned not being in that all or nothing. Oh, I messed up at lunch, so I'll let the rest of the day go. It doesn't have to be, I'm not enjoying, I'm not indulging. Um, but just making little choices. What about travel? Because a lot of people are traveling during the holidays, during this time, and they say, hey, I don't have, maybe I don't have access to cook and prepare my own food. I don't have access to a gym. So they're kind of throwing things out the window as well and just saying, hey, I'm traveling, I'm enjoying. Are there some tips you can provide to make some of those healthier choices if you are traveling and not at home? Yeah, so... I really, I always go back to thinking of what foods are, like they're, they're macronutrients, right? So the, the three main macronutrients, these are nutrients that your body needs the largest amounts of are carbs, protein, and fats. And that's really the basics of a healthy meal, that it includes all three, ideally healthy fats, right? Lean <laughs> proteins, and then those carbs are high fiber, 
but those are the three main components of it. So when I'm thinking about what I'm going to eat, it, it really is not so important where I get the food, but because all the foods fit those boxes, right? So I, I actually just traveled. I just went, um, I had a conference and I, and I had to fly. So in an airport, there's, you're always going to be able to find those choices. Maybe not the healthiest because they're going to be high in salt or too high in fat, but at least you're going to check off those boxes. So I think I would start there just thinking what is a carb, what is a protein, and does it have a healthy fat? And if not some fat, just to make sure that it keeps you full for at least three hours. That's the goal. So like in an airport, it would be something like a sandwich, some nuts, for example, with fruit. Fruit is a carb. Nuts are protein and healthy fats. Uh, even popcorn actually can be healthy. What makes it unhealthy is the butter and the salt that yeah. gets added to it. But something that's very helpful to keep around also is just something simple like a granola bar. Something that has has some nuts, some seeds, some dried fruit. Those mixes are really easy to take around because they don't need refrigeration. Um, you know, you can just keep in case of emergencies. So when I'm traveling, I always think of that. Like I'll bring a snack in case of emergency. And then if I see something that I feel like buying or eating, you know, I'll buy it. But I'll at least I have that plan B. Mm -hmm. And then also going back to the plate, right? So 50%, if we can remember that of 50% vegetables, 25% protein, 25% carbs, you can apply that to restaurants, to bar family barbecues, family dinners, wherever you are, even in the world, because all of the foods are gonna fit some part of that food, right? It's, they're either gonna be carbs or protein or, or both, like beans, for example, all the plant, proteins are both. They have a little bit of carbs and they have a little bit of protein. So if you can keep sort of like that template in mind and mm -hmm. apply it to wherever you go, it's really the most flexible way of eating. Is Are there any tips like looking ahead at this point when this episode airs, we'll be a week away from the new year for people who are setting those goals, um, whether it's, you know, most of the goals tend to be when it comes to health around weight loss. Um, so a lot of people are setting those goals, ready to get back into the into the gym and healthy eating. Is there any tips that you can offer um, when wanting to attack a new goal for the new year when it comes to your health and wanting to keep it up and maintain that goal? Yes. So starting off with, I know we all get excited. We think of like how <laughs> our life can change and we think of all the different aspects of what we can achieve in that year. The truth is that when we think too large, we almost like feel overwhelmed and we don't know where to start, right? So when thinking of specifically your health goals, I would focus on one area. So the key here is to make it very, very specific. What, it, what is it about your weight? So if it's weight loss, right, um, that you want to change. So it's okay, weight loss, can you put a number to that? And you can start big picture, I want to lose this amount. And that, you know, that will take me to my healthy weight. But if it's more than let's say five pounds, which is, you know, it, it would be a lot already to think for achieving in just one month, definitely breaking it down, right? Um, into smaller portions, just thinking much smaller, short term. So you almost divide it like, okay, you know, from here, what year, what do you want to accomplish? Where do you want to be in six months? Where do you want to be three months and whatnot? So you really break it down. And then when it comes to weight, for example, weight loss, it's something abstract. You can't just say, I want to lose five pounds because what are you going to do about it? What, what are you going to do to help you lose the five pounds? What's going to take you there? So I would recommend everyone to just write a list of what are the habits that 
you all know those. I mean, you can you can definitely join. I encourage everybody to join our Baptist health classes. Uh, we have we have nutrition, we have different health conditions, we have mental health and exercise, right? But even if you don't, just thinking of, I think we all know, just eating more vegetables, switching to whole grains, cutting back on the carbs, adding more exercise. What are the things that you think would impact or help you the most to lose those five pounds, for example? So for somebody, it could be cut back on alcohol, right? But even go a step further, how much? Put a number. So that's mm. specific. It has to be, I'm talking like getting deeper and deeper and deeper into it so that it's yeah. so easy that you don't have an excuse you don't have there aren't any cons like doubts about it right so i will drink for example two glasses of alcohol a week or soda two cans of soda a week and that's obviously it, it has to be cutting down from something right if you if you right. were drinking five cut back to three to two just putting it into perspective i know that there are people that are all or nothing they'd rather just say never again and I really admire those people. I look up to them. In fact, my husband's one of those, like very black and white. He mm. said, I will not drink Coke anymore. And he has not touched a Coke. But that, from experience, that is very, that is a very small percentage of the population. Yeah. I think most of us are on the wanting to, to be black and white, but a week goes in and then we're back where we started, right? It's mm -hmm. just, if something's too big or yeah. too, we just end up, you know, losing motivation, getting, you know, overwhelmed or feeling bad about it, or, you know, it's too hard. Let's face yeah. it. It's sometimes it's, if you're used to drinking or not having a limit in drinking alcohol every weekend that you go out, just saying, I'm not going to drink. It's not realistic. So that's the mm -hmm. other part of it, right? So you want to make it specific. You want to make it realistic. I always go just small steps. So if it's um, with exercise, yeah. that's the other thing. Everybody goes to the gym for an hour every day that first week of January. No, <laughs> start walking three times a week for 20 minutes. Once you're there for a month, three weeks to a month, then look into increasing the time, increasing the intensity, increasing the amount of days that you do it. But again, if you go from zero to every day at the gym, right? well, one, you're going to be in pain, so you're going to hate it. <laughs> coming back. But, but really, it's just going to be hard to maintain. Um, yeah. I always talk about the 20 minute rule when it comes to exercise and with nutrition, the same start with vegetables. That's going to get you the biggest value um, just with one little change. Right. Yeah. So focusing on, so making it specific, making it realistic, realistic, making it also measurable. So we call it a smart goal. That's what I'm going yeah. through the, <laughs> the acronym here. Right. So measurable, just putting a number too, because you can't just say I'm going to exercise. I'm going to walk for 20 minutes. So putting a number helps to track it. And then we already addressed the realistic part. So that's, that's basically it, just small steps, which exactly. people don't like to hear, unfortunately. It's not trendy, it's not sexy, and right. it's not fast. But because it, you want to see those fast results, and that's why people want to go for the all or nothing. But what is maintainable? Because I know I can relate to that, having been, I was in the, bodybuilding world at one point and would you know do an 18 week prep lose 45 pounds in that period and hey it was very motivating to see it my body change very quickly um but what happened after the show <laughs> i gained all of the weight back and sometimes even more and it becomes this very frustrating 
process. And um, more recently now, I've lost 25 pounds, but I did it over six months. So and <laughs> so it's been it's slow, but it's steady, right? Yeah. And for me, it's been a way like all the other times I've done the extreme things, super strict diet, maybe one cheat meal a week, no alcohol, like just all of the things because I wanted to see those fast, instant results. I do know like I've been working out for most of my life, so I do know what my body responds to. But I'm like, you know what? I want to do this in a way this time around of my life that is maintainable and that doesn't also feel like I'm depriving myself of all the things. So I've been able to do it in a way I think where it's like, okay, if I'm going out to dinner with friends, I'm able to enjoy that. If I want to have some drinks, whether it's during the week or a night on the weekend, I'm able to still do that and still hit goals. That's, I think that's where, that's the, that's a sweet spot where you can still enjoy you know, the things in life that you enjoy doing, eating and, and going out while still achieving your goals. There is a way. It's just you. it needs to be consistent. That's all. It doesn't need to be drastic. Consistent. It just needs to be consistent. I always like to kind of wrap up. I mean, this whole episode has been tips, which I love. But I also like to ask about your own health and wellness kind of tip. Like, is there something that you do every day that helps you show up and feel the best um, that you'd like to share with the audience? Yes, I mean, I think the number one thing that I've prioritized above all, I think, and, and even I think the biggest life change I had was at, throughout pregnancy. I've, I have two kids, so I've gone through two pregnancies, two postpartum stages. And so yeah. I, that's where I saw the biggest change in my body in general and, and even the what I could do in terms of physical activity. So. Um, what I do now is just, I wake up really early, uh, to work out, just make sure that I can fit in at least 30 minutes. Um, mm -hmm. I used to work out for an hour before having kids and, and things change, right? So now it's, it looks like 30 minutes, sometimes an hour, but even if it's just 20 hours where I'm like, I, I tell myself, okay, I don't have the time or the energy to go as long, but I'm just going to go running for 20 minutes or I'm going to jump rope which by the way is super effective. It, oh, it saves yes. time and it gets your heart rate really oh, high up. That's a tough um, one. <laughs> <laughs> so I started doing that and, and you know, just to get that, um, I guess it, it, it is a mental thing for me, just knowing that I, that I had a, a workout session that I sweat that morning makes me just happier really. And also just like you said, seeing how your body responds to it as well where, you know, I lost the, the quote unquote baby weight, um, just still enjoying desserts and enjoying that extra food. But I was really consistent, not extreme, but consistent in the exercises. That's something that my husband's always supported, fortunately. Um, and, and so I do it really early. So I, nothing else interferes. So there's nothing like, oh, I might have a meeting or the right. kids woke up, you know, usually at 530, they're still sleeping. Actually, today they woke up at six, but I walked out the door at six. So that was not my responsibility anymore. Um, you know, there's, I guess that's a time of the day where less things are likely to go wrong, right? So nothing will interfere with that. that. So exercise for sure. And then reading. I love, I really love reading. And even if it's a page because I'm falling asleep at night, I try to do that um, right before I close my eyes. Those are the two things that keep me sane day to day. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. Um, 
it's, it's so important to just the last podcast guest I was just talking about was um, don't don't negotiate that time that you have for yourself. Right. And like w- whether you put it on the calendar, whatever it is, it's not cancelable. And if it's 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour um, from meditation to journaling to movement um, or taking the time to make yourself a nutritious breakfast, like take that time. Um, and don't let that be compromised because that's important. We have to fuel ourselves first so that we can show up better for everyone else. Absolutely. I mean, I think, I don't know, there's a quote, a happy mom is a happy life. I think I'm a better <laughs> mom to my kids when I am able to work out, right? When I'm able to uh, do those little things for me and it doesn't take time away from them. I, that's what I, that's the hard part about being, I think, a parent in general is sometimes it's, you have to carve the time out of your day, but it does lead to those quality moments with your family the rest of yeah. the time. Absolutely. And lastly, of course, I wouldn't let you go without telling us a little bit more about the programs. You briefly mentioned earlier how people can learn more about them. Give us a little insight into what we can get involved in. Right. So at Baptist Health, our community health department offers so many classes on a daily basis. I mean, nutrition, I think we have right now at least three a week. Uh, exercise every single day of the week. We have a different type of exercise class multiple times a day even. So it caters really to whatever it is you're looking for. If it's something more intense or if it's yoga, meditation, we have something. Uh, And then also mental health. We have so many topics from uh, for like teenagers, for parents, for coping with um, just different issues within the mental health space. Very, very helpful. Our programs are always free. Most of them are virtual, so that's a great thing. I think we can all take advantage of it. You know, nowadays, you know, when you're doing multiple things and multitasking, if it's, if it's washing the dishes, you can just tune in and listen and learn. If anything, for motivation, you know, Tamika, some of, one of the best things that I like to highlight about our programs, especially our nutrition programs, is that even though it's the same information, when you attend a second time, right, if, if let's say building a healthy plate, right, or tips to lose weight or whatnot, whatever the topic is, reading labels, it, you might come for a second or third time, but learn a different thing every time or just get motivated again because sometimes yeah. we just get off track. So I really recommend that. We're having some in-person programs, so just um, obviously not as frequent or regular as our online programs. But yeah, anything from mental health to nutrition to exercise and then some health conditions as well. We have amazing physicians in different specialties that will will share some of their time with the community to help guide and shed some light into how they can treat or manage or prevent some conditions. Well, this has been really wonderful. Uh, is there anything else that you want to add before we go? Just hang in there. Not all is lost. It's, it's never it's never too late to start. And um, yeah, that's it. We're here for for your support. If you ever feel like you need extra advice, just tune into any of our classes. Awesome. Thank you so much, Carla. I really appreciate it. And happy holidays. Likewise. (laughs) See you next year. Well, I had my notepad out that whole episode. I took plenty of notes. I loved her tips on how to stay healthy throughout the holiday season. 
It's not all or nothing. It's not black or white. Of course, we can and should enjoy this season, but it doesn't have to put a strain on our waistline, right? So go ahead, make sure you connect with her below. You can find all of Baptist Health's information, find out about their events that they have, that many of which you can join virtually. And also have a beautiful rest of the holiday season, a happy new year. We can't wait to see you in 2023. And also, if you haven't connected with me, please do so. All my information is also below in the show notes. I'd love to see you all the places. You know, we're on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, because I'd hate for you to miss out since we come back with new episodes every other week. So until I see you back next time, stay happy, Stay healthy.